Ahoy hoy everyone. Welcome to episode 107 of the Untitled Gaming Podcast. I'm your host, Pat. Today we're joined by Rick. Rick. Chance. Chance. It was very enthusiastic. And Zach. Hello. Yeah, this is the first time we're all together in person in a really long time. If this is your first time tuning in, welcome. We are a gaming podcast that aims to entertain as well as inform. We discuss the week's biggest gaming news, game reviews, impressions, and talk about the gaming industry in general. Of course, we don't only discuss games. We occasionally talk about movies, TV shows. Favorite brand of water? <laughs> Definitely not Dasani. Zach says no Dasani. Ice Pat? Mountain. That's a nice mountain, guys. <laughs> Ice Mountain. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Kirkland water is pretty under. Kirkland, you son of a. I was. Yeah, I go Fiji. Oh, you're you. You got that bougie ass water. Yeah. He's mm. like chemicals. Uh, I'm gonna say cold liquor tank water. At work, we have these big tanks that yeah. just like oh. just cold water. <laughs> I thought that was a brand. Yeah. 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 No, 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 it just sounds disgusting. Yeah, I know they have they have like glycol jackets on them, so it's really hot. You just like just pour out this like almost like ice cold. Have water. you drink it? Oh, yeah. You drink it all the time. It's amazing. How's it, oh. how's it like crisp? Like? Yeah, it's just, it just, it chills you. All right. To the bones. This week, we'll be discussing EA versus Ubisoft and what's going on with those two companies. But first, what have you been playing? Chance? Well, some of the more interesting things I've been playing have been uh, the Battlefield 2042 beta. Yeah. Uh, I've also been playing Far Cry 6. And uh, I did have Wait, been... How was the beta for Battlefield? Glitchy. I mean, everyone's been experiencing glitches. I mean, it looked good. I thought it looked amazing. Uh, it was fun. It was. Um, I'm excited for it. Uh, I'm going to be looking to play like, a lot of Battlefield and Halo. I also have been playing New World, uh, the, the MMO that came out recently. Uh, it's interesting. Out to so say your uh, computer is fucked up. How you been playing New World? Huh? You lying to us? You just didn't want no, to it got fixed. No, it got fixed. No, it got fixed right after you guys oh, yeah, had the sure. podcast. Sure it did. And then oh, it yeah. Two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> this mother... Damn it, they found out. <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's just... Like, most of the game is just gathering. Like, you just level up your gathering abilities, and then there's PvP. You can take over territories, and you can change taxes. Like, Pat would love it. Riveted. He would take over an area and tax people to hell. Sounds like Fable. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, but those are like the interesting games I've been playing. Um, I do want to try out... Uh, I did play Back for Blood. I don't know if I've ever mentioned me playing that, the beta, but it's out now on Xbox Game Pass, and I want to download it and play it. So, yeah, Rick, what have you been playing? That very accusingly. Um, I've also been playing Back for Blood. He has been playing Back for Blood, not <laughs> wanting to play Back for Blood. I was going through the accessibility, because they're like colorblindness options, and I was like, oh, and it's like... All right, cool. And they had like the scientific names for like the colorblindness, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I am. So I took like a quick colorblind test, and I found out like I'm moderately like it's like photon, or, it's red green. I'm moderately red green colorblind. So I was able to kind of like add Christmas that in. must have been so hard for you. I, I, I don't even know Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. That was a cool thing. The game helped me find out. So far, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, when you first start off, I was played basically played the first few chapters uh, with just bots. And that was great. And then I did play one game with uh, other people online, and I was terrible. Like they like were like so far ahead in the map, and I like died all the way back there, and I like, had to go all the way back, and I, like half of them died like reviving. <laughs> I just felt like a total piece of shit. It's been a blast. Of course, the last time I played, tried to play around, I got about halfway through this level and I died. I'm pretty sure it was the same level I died on when I played online. So I've been having a hard time with this one. But um, plan on going back and getting back into it. I played some of Left 4 Dead. 
Uh, not like a whole lot. Yeah, you do get a lot of Left for Dead vibes. Yeah, there's the normal zombies, and some of them are faster, some of them are just kind of slower. You kind of get the drop on them most of the time. Kind of walk out, and like you kind of see below you, and there's like zombies. So you got to strategize, maybe throw some propane tanks or some gas tanks, and as you do. Yep. And then, like, maybe shoot a couple and then have them rush towards you. There are certain bigger zombies. Like, one guy is pretty tall and has, like, giant, like a giant arm. And there's, like, a red spot on the arm. And it's like, oh, I wonder where I should fire my gun. <laughs> uh, there are some big fat ones that have the red spot around their belly. And it's like, oh, I wonder where I should fire my gun. Um, but some of them explode, and that's pretty cool. But, yeah, so far, been enjoying it. Been really fun. It wasn't on my radar, but, no, like, after hearing you're, like, really high on it. And it's on Game Pass. I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, we say we should all kind of play if we can, find the time. And then also I went back and I beat Fable 3. I haven't played Fable 3 in a long time. Uh, I kind of remembered why it wasn't my favorite Fable. I do prefer Fable 2 a bit. I beat the final battle and I just put it down. Um, so good night, Fable 3. I was able to pick up Arkham Asylum and Arkham City for $5. They had a sale on Xbox. Um, so I played probably the first like hour of Arkham Asylum. Also, our last podcast, I was talking about how I was about to beat Bioshock 2. Basically, when we started the podcast, I little did I realize I was on the final battle. I beat it. So that was cool. So I started Halo, or Bioshock Infinite, not Halo Infinite. <laughs> and I'm probably a couple hours into that. It's a good game. The style is a little bit different from the previous two Bioshocks, so I'm just trying to get used to that. But it's still a lot of fun. Uh, since Halloween's coming around the block, I've been playing some Resident Evil 7. I only played maybe 10 minutes of it when I got kind of scared and shut it off. But <laughs> after playing the ridiculousness that was Resident Evil 8, I'm just like, okay, cool. I'm not that afraid anymore. Yeah, my wife woke up last night and just, you know, from the baby woke her up. So she went out and I was like, ooh, this game looks really scary. And I'm like, it looks really scary. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also downloaded and played, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's last name, the Rory, Rory McElroy Golf. Yeah. Yeah, I, McIlroy. McIlroy. No, no, you had it right the first time. McElroy. Don't listen to him. It's not McIlroy. <laughs> <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> um, I had it for the PS4, and it's on uh, EA Play, so I figured I'd play some rounds of golf. Um, it was all right, but I kind of got bored. So. How does it compare to Mario Golf? Like, I guess any visualization. So, uh, Rory McIlroy is like down here at the table, and Mario Golf is like. Six inches above the table. Six inches difference, everyone. Yep. Half a foot long sub. <laughs> Just a half a foot. Why is it a foot long sub? <laughs> I'm trying to put it in terms they might understand. What, they don't understand a foot? We're trying to get some sponsors, Zach. Eat fresh. <laughs> Eat fresh. I also downloaded and played the Battlefield beta for maybe like one round. I got shot pretty early on. I didn't feel like waiting. So I just, you know, und- like deleted that. <laughs> uninstall yeah I, you know with the baby and like not having a lot of time to play i want to play as much as i can all the time and my attention like what the style i want to play has been just changing so i've been playing a lot uh, like the original quake played some of that it's a lot like doom and i was like okay cool well next game and the next game was the avengers which is now on game pass yeah. i played throughout the uh beginning part a day a day no mm-hmm. no i'm actually past a day I'm past A Day because I remember like all the news stuff going on and yeah. So I'm just past A Day. And then I just put that down and picked up uh, Dead by Daylight. Because, you know, October, spooky. So I played through the uh, tutorial of that. So a lot of tutorials. I'm getting ready to play a lot of games, but I'm just, you know, testing the water, seeing what I want to play. All right. Uh, Zach, what have you been playing? 
Uh, so definitely not Kena. Ken Kena. Kena Kena Kena. Kane. I have been playing that. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Pat. <laughs> You guys remember from the last podcast, Zach promised he'd review it and has not followed through. I was looking to review it. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> it's not done yet. Still waiting on the returnal review. Okay, we discussed <laughs> why that's not happening because the, the PlayStation itself crashes. So it's like a moral stance that you're taking. <laughs> no, it's not a moral stance. It's like a, it's like a functional stance. I, I don't want to play this till, <laughs> until everyone can play it. I don't want to play No, I don't want to play it until I can play it. I don't care about everyone else. Like, <laughs> so I've been playing that. Me and my friends, we still play F1 now and then when we like are all of us able to get on, which is like rare. But yeah, I mean, basically those are the only only two games really that I have been playing. It's Pat's turn. Uh, I did beat Life is Strange True Color since we last talked. I think I was on episode like two, I think, last time. Uh, I did finish it. I really enjoyed it. It probably is my favorite Life is Strange game. Uh, they kind of they did a really good job of like creating this like small town that you can kind of explore. There's a lot of more side stuff to do than the other Life is Strange games have had. Um, like there's certain characters you can like interact with them and like build relationships that other people like have completely missed over. Like you can kind of pick and choose who you want to spend time with. And I really like, like they did make some interesting choices in uh, episode four, I believe it is. Uh, I did not expect them to go that far, uh, kind of being vague to avoid spoilers. And then there's the very ending. You kind of have like two major choices that could happen for the ending. And it seems like they are kind of steering you towards one ending. But I think it does work out really well, and I really enjoyed how it ended. Uh, I definitely recommend playing it. If I had to give a, a rating for True Colors, I'd probably go with like an 8.2. So it's oh, wow. pretty up there. Uh, I think it's definitely going to be in conversation for writing and then um, also performance because I really liked Alex Chen's performance. I forget the actress's name. But uh, other than that, I, I did also kind of dip my toes into the Battlefield 2042 beta. I'm not a big Battlefield player. I mean, Chance probably is like our resident expert on Battlefield. Why do you keep saying that? Out of all of us, you probably play the most Battlefield. At least the most. Possibly, I guess. yeah, I guess. But yeah, so I, I mean, it was okay. I'm like not super into it. It was just, to me, it felt like it was such a huge Battlefield and so much is going on. Hence the name of the game. But uh, so much is going on that like I didn't feel like I was contributing to the overall score kind of. I would take out a tank or like vehicles. Like that's what I did. I, I was kind of like the assault person and I had anti-air launcher and I would just go after vehicles. I had fun, but it's not something that I'm like, you know, the second Halo comes out, I'm not even thinking about Battlefield ever again. Yeah, I mean, it's okay if you're a fan of Battlefield. I'm sure you'll like it, but not really amazing or anything uh and then i do want to talk about metroid dread because i have been playing that and it is reminding me how fucking amazing 2d metroidvania games are the last one i really played and got into would be uh ori and the will of the wisps which i had reviewed uh, i am reviewing metroid dread that review will be coming out a week from when this episode comes out so if you're listening to this in the future it might have already come out uh, but yeah, I I fucking love Metroid Dread right now. It's like Metroid is fucking back. Like it, it continues the story that was left off in Fusion. Uh, you're getting a little bit more into uh, Samus's character, even though there isn't a lot of dialogue. If you played Metroid before, you kind of know. It, it kind of gives you that sense of like 
being alone in this foreign environment and kind of you against everything. And then it slowly gives you abilities and powers you up. And it does such a good job of delivering that. Um, I'm like literally at the the final boss. I've, I've been having trouble beating the final boss because there's three different phases to the final boss. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who the final boss is or what the phases are or anything because I want to avoid spoilers. But I kind of had to go back and grind a little bit to get my uh, resources up so I could kind of beat this boss. Um on my, my second round of attempts. Uh, I think I am pretty close because I have been getting to phase three and then dying, but I'm really enjoying it. And I think it will definitely be in contention for like game of the year, uh, especially this year when there hasn't been, I don't know about you guys, but I don't think there's been a very like head and shoulders above the rest contender. Like last year was like last of us two was. So, I mean, in a way that's good. There's a couple of games that are in contention right now for me. I'd say for me up there is definitely a split gate. So that oh, came man. out of fucking nowhere. And yeah. I really like, as far as like the old school Halo feel, that was just a blast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't played split gate in a while. I can't believe I forgot about it, but uh, yeah, Metro dread is great. And I highly recommend it, especially if you are like a fan of, or if you've never even played Metroid, but you've played like hollow Knight or Ori or something. And you want more of that. Uh, this is showing you the game, like the the series that kind of define that genre. So, highly recommend it. It is the fastest selling Metroid uh, already. Um, it's outsold every other Metroid game. So, you know, I, I'm sure Nintendo sees this and they'll give us either more 2D Metroid or they'll kind of speed up Prime because Prime, I'm sure, is going to like just be phenomenal. So, yeah. Other than that, I haven't really played much else. Stay tuned for my final review for Metroid Dread. All right. What's the news? What's the news? Not slow news. So not slow news 2.0. So this is where uh, we're just going to talk about recent news stories. We're going to try and keep it like within like a five minute limit per story and just kind of discuss quickly uh, some of these news stories. So it's not super fast, but it's not slow either. Uh, let's start with uh, Rockstar Confirms. Uh, the GTA, the trilogy, the definitive edition, terrible, terrible name, but it is real. Uh, we kind of talked about this a couple of podcasts ago where it was uh, rumors because it was being raided and people were talking about it and stuff that it's or basically a remaster of GTA 3, San Andreas and Vice City. Rockstar officially confirmed it and then they kind of said it is coming out this year. They haven't given us a date. They haven't given us a trailer. They haven't given us a screenshot. Uh, but they did tell us it is coming out for every platform under the sun, pretty much. Uh, this year, it will come out for Xbox One, PS4, PS5, Series X, Series S, and PC. And then next year, it'll come out for phones. So, uh, What about the Switch? Is it also coming out this year for the Switch? Oh, yeah, Nintendo Switch. They also said that, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it's going to be one of those titles on Switch where it is like cloud. Or if it is going to be running locally. I'm, I'm assuming running locally because it is coming to phones next year. Yeah. So um, in the first half of 2022, it'll be coming to iOS and Android. So that tells me two things. First of all, don't expect a huge upgrade in terms of these games. Because if it's running on phones with the remastered edition, it's probably not a huge upgrade in terms of like graphics and gameplay and stuff like that. They... they 
They are saying that it's going to have uh, across-the-board upgrades in graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements in all three titles while still maintaining the classic look and feels of the original. Thoughts on this? Anybody super interested? Honestly, I'm just kind of disappointed. GTA, the trilogy. You kind of figured it'd be 1, 2, and 3, right? Yeah, but I think 1 and 2 are the top-down. Yeah, I'd love 2. 2 is great. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, other than that, like I don't know if I'll get it. Like I, ha- I had three and Vice City, but like I barely played them. It was like back when it was like, oh yeah, cool, open world. You have a car, you can run over people, and that got kind of boring after a while. Right. Yeah. For me, um, Vice City was probably the one I played the most because it just happened to be. I don't, I don't know if I got it at launch, but like I was playing it over the summer when nothing else was out. So it was kind of like a game I was immersed in. And then San Andreas, I played for a little bit just to fuck around. Uh, I never beat. I know there was the whole thing about like you had to keep up eat, eating protein and all that stuff and exercise to keep your muscle mass or you know, you'd get, get fat, fat or you'd get like super skinny and like you'd look like you're anorexic. I wasn't a big fan of any of that. So Vice City is probably the one that kind of sticks out for me um chance what about you? you care about this at all not really i mean it's just kind of them kind of get more money out of the games that they've already released a super long time ago like jesus just make gta 6 already or just stop or just stop with gta entirely like stop with everything you like you, you did great with red dead 2 like bring back max Payne. bring back making a game like almost every year right. for a while there it was like happen. boom like red dead like la noir like gta 4 like and once they hit GTA 5, it's just like... Nothing else. GTA 5 years. every few years, yeah. And then Red Dead 2. Okay, cool. Well, let's wait a few more years. and just GTA 5 again. GTA 5 <laughs> came out in 2013. It's about to be 10 years since GTA 5. <laughs> Goddamn. Anyway, not much else to say on that. Uh, this next topic, I'm sure, is something Chance will weigh in on. Sora is the last character in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Thoughts? Not really much to think about. I already knew it was <laughs> That's the best response. <laughs> um, I already I called it, I predicted it, and I was right. I mean, a lot of, obviously a lot of people were excited to get him to the game. People were always talking about like the legal issues. You notice that he's the only thing that shows up. It's not like they have Goofy or Mickey show up in his ultimate smash or anything, or is his ultimate ability. I'm excited. I'm happy he's in there. A lot of people are, are happy. Um, he looks like to be a pretty strong character. Yeah. I mean, I don't really play Splat Smash a lot myself, so I can't really uh, give too much input. I'm just happy that he's in the game. And I know like people are definitely happy that Sora's in the game. I just know some people are just like, oh, it's just another sword fighter. Which has yeah. been like the 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 only real like criticism I've seen. Yeah, there's all those yeah. sword wielding characters which people get annoyed well, with. Yeah, so Sora's confirmed as the last character. Uh, any any ones that you guys were like, I was really hoping it would gonna be this guy or this girl, Mister Mime, Mister Mime, <laughs> another Pokemon. I think people would have been furious. Doom guy, Doom guy would be cool. Doom guy probably would have been pretty cool because uh, they don't have a lot of Western originated characters, do they? No, not really. And no. also like a gun user, like like Master Snake. Chief would have been great. Yeah, I would have loved to have seen Waluigi in there. Dance. The one we, we was expecting Sora. So yeah, I was expecting Sora, and Sora was in there. So I mean, my, I mean, my answer, my prayers were answered. People were like, "Oh, that's a that Doku." Like, yeah, like something that like wouldn't involve like like a human, or even like a like a Crash Bandicoot. There's something random. Like, stop pushing that 
character on people. Like him, right? <laughs> he hates Crash. I know he hates Crash. I love Crash. All right. Do you guys think we're going to get another Smash on Switch? Or do you think this is the last one for a while? It's the last one on Switch. It'll be on the next. It'll be on the next console, probably. Yeah. What are they going to do with the next one though? Because you can't. You add all those characters. Yeah, I know. You can't go backwards. Like, you can't be like, oh, because if you don't add their characters back, oh, I was the main of that character. Right. Smash will have like three hundred (laughs) characters. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I don't know if they might just like port this to the next edition or whatever. You know, because like what they did with uh, Mario Kart Eight. Like that's just the same game, just running a little better. Uh, and then they added some DLC, so they might do that, and they might just add more fighters down the line. I just I don't see how you can I take a pro- step back and start over. With I'm just surprised characters. they said that this was just going to be the last one. Yeah, I think it's it's been rumored for a while, but uh, Sakurai, the guy who like the director, uh, it's been rumored that he's like kind of wanting to st- take a step back from Smash the franchise. So it might be like this is his like swan song, right? Yeah, I like Smash. It's just it's just one of those games. that's better if you play just like couch co op with your friends and stuff like that. Because their online service sucks. Right. Exactly. Like, Speaking of which, like yeah, it's just not good. Going into our next not so news topic, a Nintendo Switch Online Plus expansion pack uh, just got some more details. We had talked about this in the last podcast episode where we pleaded for Nintendo to be stopped because they're adding, <laughs> they're adding an expansion pass to an online service. So um, officially. The expansion pass, which includes uh, Nintendo 64 emulation, Sega Genesis emulation, and then now also a paid DLC for Animal Crossing. Uh, That is coming out on uh, October 25th, and it will cost $49.99 for a 12-month membership just for one person or $79.99 for a family membership, which is what we recommend you get. Because uh, you can have up to eight people, and you can split the cost and get it down to ten bucks a year, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> that's the case you should do. So, what are you guys' thoughts on this? Did, were you expecting this in October? I think that was sooner than I was expecting. Yeah, a little sooner than I was expecting. Uh, as far as the price range, I remember last podcast I talked about how if it's anything more than you know what I'm paying right now. Right. But since like I'd not, I didn't pay in bulk, and I'm paying monthly. Actually, this will save me some money so i get all these too so yeah that definitely changed my view on the whole thing yeah i think for 50 dollars a year all of this is still not worth it like if if that was the only option if i only had to pay 50 dollars a year for nintendo switch online plus the expansion pass i probably would skip it right but the ability to like split it through the family thing makes it yeah. a, little, a little bit easier to kind of take but uh chance you're the only one who has uh animal crossing right is this expansion pass <laughs> interest to you um out of us no not, not really you're so, not the only person so pretty much i have like what the only one that owns it <laughs> out of us yeah. out of us yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. i own the only one that owns it but i because if you guys were to buy it and play it for 10 minutes you'd play longer than what i have <laughs> <laughs> so i have it and i'm glad i have it but it's just like i have never really played it very long like but not even 10 minutes but um, you did a review well, i probably played more than 10 minutes but did he review? No, no, he didn't. No, I'm just kidding. No, I would hell no. Um, <laughs> hell no. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I always kind of think like I want to go back and play. I mean, it's still a very relevant game. People keep playing it. I mean, it's a game that goes on and there is free stuff coming. But there's a paid expansion that you can either buy separate or comes with the expansion pass for the Nintendo Switch Online. So you'll get that content because yeah. you're subscribing to that, which is a weird thing to do. 
I know a lot of people have Animal Crossing, but not everybody does. So I'm like, okay, that means nothing to me. You're adding a benefit that I'm never going to use, but whatever. But yeah, that's just, it's coming out soon. So we thought we'd just talk about it a little bit. And then there's one more story on here that I will let Zach take if he wants. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who care about FIFA in general, which is the rest of you can tune out. Okay. (laughs) So they're set to widen their gaming and esports portfolio. Apparently they're saying that they're optimistic about their long-term future in gaming and esports for FIFA. There used to be like competitive FIFA through an online world cup that, had balanced squads and everything so you didn't have an advantage through pay to win pay to win like you have an ultimate team now but since they moved their uh competitive aspect of the game into ultimate team it's just pay to that's win. that's literally pay to win <laughs> yeah it is just like and, and the the people who like compete have complained that it's pay to win but also they have the money so like it's kind of a double-edged sword for them they, like this is what they do they're competitive gamers so they kind of have to succumb to this yeah, at the same time, they're sitting there like, this is not right. We shouldn't be having to do this to compete. But that's kind of where they're at right now. Now, whether or not what they're wanting to do, because like, they're, they're engaging with uh, the, the players who are competing. They're in, engaging with developers and investors and other stakeholders to kind of build out a different long-term view of gaming for them from a competitive standpoint. But at the same time, for FIFA, this is what makes them money. Is the pay to win? Yeah, I mean, that's, ultimate this team. So is why would they change ultimate team? Same thing with the football. Yeah, it's like, like this, this is, is the, like... this is literally what makes their money. But like, I mean, I'm, do they have on competition? I mean, as their football well, manager, I mean, that's probably too different, right? I mean, FIFA doesn't. There's have... different companies like esports e- e- or e soccer or whatever just yeah. launched, and that did terrible because yeah. it's like a mobile game, basically. Yeah, and like, you have like Pez and stuff like that. That's never that's never that's, that's never the thing. It's like move to something different. That's all I'm gonna say, right, but like, it's gonna be hard because they have no. Yeah, Pez doesn't have the rights to the, a lot of the teams and stuff. The so. interesting thing here is the future. The statement that they said: the future of gaming and esports for football s- stakeholders must involve more than one party controlling and exploiting all the rights. Yeah, it's a monopoly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly from, what I was for EA. Saying. I think there's uh, there's it's some they need headbutting another. going on between FIFA and EA because there was also that news story recently of EA saying that they want to rename FIFA, FIFA potentially, yeah, because FIFA wants like two billion a, a year or something right. to use the name FIFA, and they're yeah. like, well, we're just gonna fucking rename yeah, it. Yeah, they can just rename it. It's it's an interesting case from like a legal standpoint, and also kind of like what it, what the future of competitive gaming for ea is going to look like through fifa but at the same time it's like if all it is is just dropping the name fifa and it could be the, just that simple be the alternate name the alternate would just be like pez <laughs> pro soccer like or like you know madden yeah it's just like, going by madden go go by like mezzi or whatever his name is well Messi's the well madden was the commentator yeah but it's like, but like a famous person in yeah exactly they, they could just find a famous person in soccer and go with that like um like how they do with like Tiger Woods PGA Tour, they do like Lionel Messi soccer or something like that. So um, where they just call it soccer and piss off all of the world yeah. except the United Well, the States. thing is, the thing is with FIFA is that if they have to drop FIFA as a name, they could FIFA could sit there and drop EA as having like rights to like the countries and stuff like that. Now EA I think has the, a different. I think there's a different Premier contract League, yeah. for there's a different for each the name like, FIFA and then all the different yeah because like, each yeah. each region so each continent has their own. Football associations so like Europe is UEFA and stuff like that. So like they have partnerships with them as well. That's separate from a partnership with FIFA. So they could keep the naming rights for certain things in there. So it's it, it's very convoluted kind of what's what's happening here. And EA is obviously at the heart of it with that because it's their game. But it is what it is. 
And that will be the most that you've ever heard the word FIFA said on a podcast episode. So yeah, that was uh, not so news. Moving on to topic of show. Like I've been kind of thinking and looking at some of uh, the news stories and kind of the games that have been announced recently. And I was kind of thinking Ubisoft and EA kind of have like switch positions in the last like year. If you're a fan of gaming or if you've been keeping up gaming news, EA always has the reputation of being like the worst company. Oh yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they've literally won awards for being like the worst company. Yeah. When, you know, other companies have been spilling oil. Yeah. Into like, the like, Gulf B- like BP had an oil spill and EA still got worst company. Like, which, yeah, I don't understand that, but um, people have just been hating on EA for forever just because they're, you know, whole microtransactions stuff that's been going on, uh, kind of the failures with some game releases and stuff. I think in the last year and a half to two years, they've really turned that ship around. And the EA, you know, in 2020 and, you know, EA in the future, I think is a very different company than the EA of like 2017, 2018. And we've been kind of seeing them really thrive this year. And it's kind of the opposite with Ubisoft. Uh, Ubisoft, you know, they had the whole scandal with, uh, you know, all the workplace issues and discrimination, the stories that came out of uh, higher ups uh, not wanting to push diversity or female uh, led protagonists. It's just bad messaging there partnered up with what I consider some mediocre releases and a future of just free to play and squandering of licenses from Ubisoft. Uh, It seems like they are now the company that should be hated and EA should kind of, people should give EA a little break. I think. I think hating Ubisoft is a little strong. Yeah. I don't think people would hate you. Maybe like, or they're disappointed. Yeah. They're disappointed, not hated. We're not mad. I'm, I'm kind of mad based on the squandering of licenses, but we'll kind of get into that. Let's just take a look at the last two years of game releases and then kind of let that paint a picture. So for Ubisoft, you had, this is starting in like 2020, I think, um, or maybe like the end of 2019. I'm not 100% sure. I probably should have had years on here, but. <laughs> no, no, you, everything you have here is like 2020 and on. There's nothing on there from so, 2019. So, Division 2. I played this for like two weeks hardcore and, you know, really enjoyed it, but then I literally did not go back after those two weeks. I know it has like kind of a strong uh, user base and people are still playing it and stuff. It's just. It did. It definitely didn't stand out in the games of service. It's it's not. It's like just like Destiny or Division One. Like, I mean, obviously with improvements, but it's like slightly better. Like just a little bit more. When when you think of games of service, you don't think Division Two currently. You think Destiny. Yeah. Yeah, and you think of like you know what's that Final Fantasy Fourteen's the MMO. Yeah. Yeah. So stuff like that. I mean, Division Two is definitely not the one you think of. And then Hyperscape came out. I actually played this for like again two weeks and then never went back. Uh, I kind of enjoyed it because it was like a, a simplified version of a, a battle royale, but it just didn't have the legs. Players dropped off pretty quickly, and you know it's pretty much considered a failure at this point. Um, I don't think they're even still supporting it, right? I don't even know. I don't know. I just not remember what that game looked like. Exactly my point. There. I played it for like a week, and then now Watch Dogs Legion. Zach reviewed this. He's the only one out of us that has beaten it. Uh, I remember marketing coming out for this game. I was very excited. And Mm -hmm. then when I finally got my hands on it, it was a next-gen title that was locked at 30 FPS. Uh, I think since then there has been an update for 60 FPS, but at launch it was 30 FPS on 
current gen consoles, which was very disappointing. Uh, even then, even at the 30 FPS, it didn't look phenomenal, right? Am I the only one to think that? I, I didn't think it would set any like records in terms of graphical fidelity. It just looked like standard Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs. Yeah. yeah, it wasn't. Like all other games, looking at the list just in general, it just kind of looked like generic. I, except yeah, except for Immortals. Immortals, it looked like a reskin, not a reskin, but like. Just like slight improvement, same think, exact thing you've already been playing. I think I, Immortals also is kind of a reskin. Yeah, kind honestly. of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I also think I think with the Watch Dogs Legion, the problem was is also like the environment in which they set the game didn't allow for a lot of like, like you're in, you're in London as a city, you don't yeah. have like a lot of like opportunities to like really show off. The graphics of London already aren't that great. Well, it's just Well, it's different if you compare it to like, uh, like an Immortals Phoenix Rising or something, where it's like you have an. Opportunity it stands out in terms of art style. I know mm-hmm. what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Even in terms of story, Watch Dogs, when you can, when you have to account for the the player being any character, mm-hmm. they're they're kind of no character. Like none of these characters stood out to me. Uh, I didn't even beat the game because I, I think I talked to you guys about this previously. Uh, I actually went back to it last week when I was kind of like thinking about this, and it turns out I I started up the game, it loaded in because there's no like load a file, it's auto save. Yeah. You can't save and load up a file. It started. I started the mission I was playing, and I'm like, well, I've already done this. And then I kind of looked and like looked at my upgrades and the characters and everything. I'm like, I lost progress. Like I was five, like I think five hours ahead of where it started me off. So right. something happened in <laughs> between there where I lost five hours of progress. And I'm like, Don't that's, it's not worth it. Yeah. I'm not going to go back and do those five I, hours. Again I would say in terms of like the NPC, how you can play any character, I think as an intro, I think it's fine. I think as a concept, it's obviously something that they can improve upon. But I thought it, I thought it was an interesting concept to implement, and I don't think they did a terrible job with it as like an intro to this kind of concept. Uh, but it's a lot to yeah. take it, on at once. Wasn't like a little repetitive. It like was when you really recruit people, you do the same mission. There's there's like eight different archetypes of people, and then uh, there they had like special characters that yeah. had special abilities. Like Those were cool. Yeah, yeah, those were rare. Like, like there was like one. Like, my favorite one has like a paintball gun or something, and that's his weapon of choice or whatever. Like, but like the missions that you would do to recruit people, I think there's like three or four different types of missions. Mm-hmm. They kind of verified small elements in it, but it was just repetitive. Uh, yeah, it was very repetitive in terms of the game. From so. a story standpoint, like the best part of the story was like the final post credit story missions that you could do where you're learning about like the ai that helps you and how it was created and the writing in that was like really good and it, it, i remember like, the shame reviewed, like 90 percent of people are not going to get to that part. yeah they're not going to get that but then like when i when i was doing the review part of my review was like if you put this kind of effort that you put into this portion of the writing if you put that in the whole game the the story would have been so much better so that was disappointing kind of leading into the next release here valhalla we all played it. We all enjoyed it. At least I enjoyed it. But it was definitely a game that kind of overstayed its welcome. Um, it was too long. <laughs> which yeah. which is interesting because I played Odyssey for like 70 hours. I put like 100 hours into just the base of Odyssey. Yeah, I put like 70 hours into the base game of Odyssey. And then I put like another 60 into the DLC. And... This game felt longer when I probably put like forty hours into this game. Yeah, <laughs> well, it was weird because it was dragging on. Rick reviewed it. So. Yeah, yeah, I had to review it, and that was like that kind of put me off of doing reviews for a long time, <laughs> mainly of like story based games. Because what Last of Us Two and Final Fantasy Seven Remake I did also did last year, and those were like fun, like maybe twenty hour romps. And this, it's like, oh man, I really have to get this review done. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> 
it, it's just tough because like comparing it to its immediate predecessor in Odyssey, where for the first time in an Assassin's Creed game, when I was playing Odyssey, I was like, okay, I have to grind, and I'm like not really enjoying this in the moment. I would go back and play Odyssey every time now, prior to Valhalla, knowing the amount of time I put into it. Because yeah. Odyssey was just more enjoyable from a story. Do you think it was like setting-wise was also a bit more character-wise too? Cassandra is a way better character than Eivor. Or, or Alexios is a better character. Either one. If, I mean, I know you played as Cassandra. I played as Alexios. Compelling in Odyssey. The gameplay is better. The story, the setting is better too in ancient Greece as opposed to medieval-ish London, or England. And everything's like everything's just swamp. open, small towns and swamp. stuff like that, yeah. swamp lands. Well, like... we we've talked about Valhalla a lot, so we'll kind of leave it at that. Um, Immortals: Phoenix Rising, a game I enjoyed, but a game that I you know kind of forgot after I played because it's like it was fun in the moment, but it's not a game that was super unique or super amazing. It was a game that was good, but not great, not amazing. Um, Who else have you played it, Zach? No, I played Real. it. I own it. What did you think? Um, I probably got about an hour in, and I got really frustrated with the controls, <laughs> so I just stopped. I think I got killed by a bear. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> Fuck this. They they do lean into some of the humor and some of these stories, and like that these gods are kind of like insecure and like not really the the myth behind it stuff, yeah. which was an interesting concept. But again, I, I think this came out in December, crowded by other games, and it's not. Something that was like stand out in terms of uh, the second the trailer came out, everyone's like, this is Breath of the Wild. And when you're being compared to Breath of the Wild, that's instantly good. that's an uphill battle. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it's a good, com- it's good comparison though. I mean, that's a good game to be it's compared a, to. It, it's like, a yeah, tough game to be compared to. Like that's the problem. You don't I, want to be compared to Anytime that, like, you're going to show this to a fan of Breath of the Wild, they're going to be like, why don't I just play, play Breath, Breath of the Wild? Wild? Right. So I think that was – it was it was an interesting idea, um, but it just – execution wise they didn't really nail it maybe a sequel could but it doesn't seem like it's going to get a sequel because it was not a i don't think it was a commercial success that brings us to far cry 6 because they did not release anything else in 2021 in terms of like a major release they did release dlc here and there uh for like i think valhalla and stuff Mm -hmm. but again like i went back to the odyssey like eight months after that game came out to play the dlc I have no interest in going back to Valhalla to play that DLC. And then a bunch of other games got delayed, so we finally come to Far Cry 6. Me and Chance have both been playing a little bit of this. Your thoughts so far, Chance? Yeah, I mean, it's like like I mentioned about this list, like, it's, it's, it's Far Cry. You know, you, you take over outposts, and then it'll show, like, you know, the enemy factions, flags, and banners, and it switches to your faction, and you have that song playing, like, you know, that relaxing song play right after you take it over, and you're recruiting people and hunting animals, you're finding resources, you're doing time tra- trials, you're, you know, you're doing everything you've done in the other, uh, it's just a different setting. I'm like, I mean, I'm enjoying it, I'm liking it so far, but a lot of people are going to be like, it's the same old, same old Far Cry. See, I mean, there are some new things like the backpacks. Supremo backpack. They're really interesting. They give you uni- unique abilities. Like the, you know, the rocket launcher backpack. It's kind of homing. Um, when we when we played co-op, I was like, you know, I'm gonna be safe, and I just I got the healer backpack, and I can activate it, and it will res teammates, or if they're near me, it will automatically heal their health back and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. I'm liking it. Yeah, and and that's my. It's not a bad game. Yeah, it's it's just more Far Cry, and it doesn't 
do enough to differentiate itself from the rest of the games. Like, yeah, it's like, like anything to blow you what, away. It came out a week ago. Yeah. Around a week ago. And I've played like two hours of it. So it's not something I definitely like, played more than that. But... I know you have because you're reviewing it. But yeah. like, to me, it, it doesn't get enough. It, it hasn't pulled my attention away from some of the other games that are out right now. And it's just like if this is your big release this year, Ubisoft, it's like kind of like it shows yeah. that this. Is I mean, it's, it's pretty me. generic. So last two years in terms of Ubisoft, the best game I would say was Valhalla. And that was like, what, what did you do? Do you remember when you reviewed it? I think like an 8.5. Yeah. I, I just remember it, I just said it was like slightly better than Odyssey. I, would, I disagree. I, I just say that out of spite. <laughs> um, I mean, I enjoyed Watch Dogs Legion more than I enjoyed yeah. Valhalla personally. That is surprising to me, but all right. Like, like the one thing I noticed, like, well, with... Valhalla, Legion, and Far Cry. Like it, it doesn't nerve me a little bit how you get this game, you play it, you start off, and then you go to the store, and it's jam-packed with, with bundles, badass mounts, you know, 20 something dollars a piece. Like, they already have their store probably ready before the game comes out. It's a crazy they have a, like, add stuff to the store later. You know what I mean? Like, they already have it on there. Don't even have a store. Horse really, a single mean, player game. I don't mind a little bit of the story, it, and it, it is cosmetic, and you can choose not to buy it. I understand, but it's just the fact how it's more well put together instantly on their game day one. <laughs> I'd be annoyed if there wasn't enough content in the actual package of the game, but in some cases, there's too much content in the actual yeah. package of the game, so that's not really yeah. a big deal for me. Anyway, uh, kind of look same thing with EA. So, I think yeah, Jedi Fallen Order was the, the end of 2019. So. I put that on there but star wars jedi fallen order then you have star wars squadrons and then you have it takes two then you have mass effect legendary edition knockout city and then lost in random so far anthem anthem was 2019 it was early 2019 but still like let's not let's not let's not brush that (laughs) but i'm saying like the last like 2020 2021 they've ea has kind of been course correcting squadrons was good it wasn't amazing It it was okay there, there's a a player base that really enjoys it that still plays it. Um, that's fine. Uh, Jedi Fallen Order was in our Game of the Year talks. I think it was a really good game. Uh, it Takes Two. I think it was like the highest rated game until uh, Lone until Echo, Lone Echo, Echo 2, came. 2 came. Uh, yeah. It Takes Two has been like an 89. 89 on Open Critic. Uh, getting just universal praise. Uh, then Mass Effect Legendary Edition. Fucking, we loved that. Like, I love that. Yeah. Uh, I bought it and I'm playing it, so. Yeah. Rick, you're on Mass Effect 2 right now, right? Oh, yeah, about halfway yeah. through. Uh, Zach has not started Mass Effect 2, but we will at some point do our <laughs> part two of Mass Effect. It gets better. Yeah, seriously. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that was like a, a fucking, like, they nailed that. And granted, that's an easy game to nail, but still, uh, all the quality of life improvements and giving that nostalgia stuff. It's funny because oh. in Mass Effect, you get to nail your crewmates old ea could have fucked that up (laughs) so i I think that's a big win for them this year uh then you have knockout city which still a fun game i think we should still play it but (laughs) no that came out i downloaded it but i haven't played with you guys yet so we should it's still fun like that's such a a a novel concept too because you've had third person shooters you've had like competitive games or whatever but this combines like the fun of like playing online with the easiness of just it's all timing you don't have to be it's fucking dodgeball <laughs> yeah you don't have to be like amazing yeah so you don't have to master and upgrade your gun you don't have yeah. like have to like you know create a class and everything it's just it's fucking dodgeball 
Yeah. And they have like, it's everybody's on a level playing field. There are microtransactions in terms of cosmetics, but nothing that like pays to change the gameplay or anything. Uh, plus they got like a, a, a unique set of like different special balls. Like they have the sniper ball, the low gravity multi ball, multi ball. Yeah. And it's just a fun loop of like playing a match that takes like maybe 10 minutes and you're having fun constantly. Even if we're losing, I'm like laughing my ass off. So Knockout City is definitely one of the highlights this year. And then Lost in Random. Like, again, it's not like an amazing game, but it's definitely a unique game that they took a chance on that has combat that I've never seen in another game like that. So um, I haven't beaten it yet, but I'm excited to go back to it and kind of see how that story plays out. Uh, Very Tim Burton-esque game. Comparing the two, I think EA definitely takes it in terms of releases in the last two years. Well, it helped, really helps having, uh, you know, the Star Wars right. IPs. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about that because now Ubisoft does too in the future. But in in the last two years, I think EA is kind of, they're kind of, in both terms of like critical and uh, fan reception, they've, they've been doing better. Plus, they're kind of taking chances on these like indie games and stuff that, you wouldn't normally see a, a AAA developer do or AAA publisher do like knockout city lost in random. It takes two. Like those are smaller indie games that they're just helping publish. Uh, Ubisoft really hasn't been doing anything like that. And that's why Ubisoft games seem very generic in the same. I think the problem is, and I know we're about to look at like the future of both of them. It's just like with Ubisoft, it's like they've gone stagnant. With the things they're doing. They're they squandering even, their IP. <laughs> you're looking at their... Well, they need something fresh. They need something different. I mean, I understand with AC, they're doing that. Like, trying to kind of change the whole aspect of it. But, like, you need something fresh and new. Okay. Yeah. So... We're going to get to that. Let's do <laughs> I know. I, I just, like, you're looking in the future a little too soon. I, let's I do that now. Let's like, do that let's now. Let's do it. Games that are coming out for uh, Ubisoft and EA in the future. Let's start with Ubisoft. Uh, you have Riders Republic, which is a... I don't even know what extreme. It's like a clusterfuck. I've been seeing people play, and you just go in. There's people are flying while yeah. you're skiing, and then there's people racing, and it's supposed to be like a not a battle royale, but you're just racing everyone. It's, it's like a, I don't even a, know how it works. It's like, an extreme sports like hodgepodge, basically. Yeah, it's yeah. A, like, it's weird. I mean, it, it looks cool, and people seem to have fun, and you can be like in a dinosaur outfit. I don't even know. It looks kind of crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. But again, it's it's not something that interests me, and it seems very much focused on the multiplayer we're gonna sell you cosmetics and uh all that like it's not like it's trying to be a jack of all trades with all these sports and i don't think it's gonna master any i don't think it's gonna be fun to play any one of these sports i don't know about you guys but that's how i feel well i know it's a clusterfuck i'm kind of intrigued like it won't be detailed like when you play like skate or like a like a skateboarding game you can have like you know use the analog sticks differently to do different kinds of tricks and to do out. They can have any of that. It would just be standard. Like, Oh, press this to Ollie. And then you have Mario plus rabbits too, which is, I think going to be, their be kind of good, yeah. yeah. Cause I, I really enjoyed Mario plus rabbits one. Uh, this is, I think uh, more so of like, you can't fuck this up because this is using a Nintendo <laughs> license. So right. you kind of like need to, Need to nail this. Um, and then you have Avatar yeah. Frontiers. I'm excited Pandora. for it. I know you guys don't like the concept of Avatar, it's, but I kind of want to see what this game looks like. It's the D- Division developers, and I think it's going to be very Division-y. I mean, with the kind of world of Pandora, I mean, of course they can't make it too much. I mean, 
like division. I mean, we'll see. I don't think it's going to be cut and dry like division, but I mean, I think similar, like the, the gameplay but, aspect of it is going to be like division. Like it's going to be a games of service where they're going to keep yeah doing. I mean, if it's, we'll see it maybe with the, we'll see. I, it looks interesting. I want to see actual, like, you know, more about it and we'll see how it goes. Um, and then you have Rainbow Six Extraction. We've talked about this at length. This is taking the aspects of Rainbow Six Siege that I don't really care about and making a whole game out of it. So, Hot dog. And it's been delayed like eight times, gone through like uh, – what was it originally called? Pin, pandemic? pandemic. No, yeah. it wasn't or, pandemic. Um, it was quarantine? quarantine? Quarantine, yeah. I'm like, no, it can't have been pandemic. That's what I know. Quarantine was pretty on the nose. I know, yeah. Like... So they needed to change it. But yeah, again, something I'm not excited for. Like you already have Siege. I'm not going to get extraction. And then you have Ghost Recon Frontline, which was just announced a couple of days ago and has a bunch of unlo- uh, dislikes on YouTube because it seems like Warzone. It seems like just Warzone, but with Tom Clancy name on it. it. It's super generic. Like I can't even remember certain aspects of the trailer, even though I've seen it. But at one point they call in a a, a tower that they climb on to snipe. And I'm like, why do you need to call this in? Shouldn't this be on a map already? One of them drop a tower. Yeah, a, a tower drops. They that you summon can... a tower to snipe on. Yeah, yeah, it's like a little. Doesn't that, I didn't watch the. Doesn't show. that like give them away? It should, but like, <laughs> shouldn't that be on like the map anyway? Like, there, shouldn't they have sniper spots and stuff on the map that you have it's to go? Gonna, like, no, it's gonna be like a Fortnite. Be, that's how you build in that game. I mean, it's gonna be a plane like, on like, Fortnite. You could like, you would have it was like a porta fort, and you'd like throw down this portable little like ball, and it would blow up into a fort. And then you were basically summoning a tower. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's just – it seems very generic. They're not trying to do anything different. I think somebody at Ubisoft saw like, holy shit, Warzone's making a lot of money. Let's try and get in on this. Going for the easy cash grab kind of games. Yeah. Speaking of that, there's Tom Clancy's X Defiant, which has an emoji in the Tom Clancy license. Like the name of the – it's just – it's very much like uh, – Overwatch mixed with Call of Duty. Hero it's like shooter. their version of a hero shooter. Uh, again, nothing super... Original? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, why not bring this into the mix? Uh, Division Heartland. Is that supposed to be like the next Wildlands? No, it's supposed to be the next Division game, which is a free-to-play battle royale. Ghost Recon Frontline, Tom Clancy's X-Defiant, and the Division Heartland. Like These are the most generic, let's just try and get a game in this genre, and then we'll put our own license on it 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 just does not seem like anything original and i don't see any of these games surviving in the competition for the the space that they're in right uh next up prince of persia sands of time which when they released a trailer for that we're all like is that That a ps2 game a ps2 game uh and then it was supposed to come out february of 2021 and it's been delayed and we have not heard anything about it which I i bet you they don't even release it not promising at all Next up, talking about something we haven't heard about, <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2. Uh, yeah, that, that, game, still has, that game still exists. That was yeah. announced, what, 2015? At E3 or something? And yeah. just crickets ever since. Yeah. Um, Fuck, I heard Oh, speaking of crickets and games collecting cobwebs, Skull and Bones, <laughs> which uh, has apparently just been in development hell. Yeah. Or Limbo, or I don't know. It's just not been there. Uh, there's a report that came out a while ago about like it's been restarted multiple times and they have a contract with uh, Singapore because they got a bunch of like uh, tax incentives and stuff that they have to release it 
So whoever like leaked it or whatever is like, yeah, the game's going to come out, but it's probably going to be broken as all hell because it's like a deadline of it. And you could copy and paste like the mechanics you already have. Honestly, yeah, that game should have been just a no-brainer sequel to Black Black Flag Flag, without any of the Assassin stuff, and it would have sold, like, fucking gangbusters. Black Flag was so good. Skull and Bones and Beyond Gun Eagle 2 were just kind of MIA. And then, you know, we talked about Valhalla, which was the uh, highest-grossing Assassin's Creed game ever. And they're immediately like, okay, we're completely changing up the formula, and we're doing the next Assassin's Creed a games as service co-op where it's just going to be a single thing that we're keep adding content to. Uh, we kind of already talked about this. I don't agree that that's the direction Assassin's Creed should take. Honestly, I think it'd be a fun experiment if they also still did the regular Assassin's Creed releases, but if they're just going to stop the regular Assassin's yeah. Creed releases, I'm, I'm kind of like anxious about this. Like I talked to Pat and uh, I mean, it, kind of, it makes like sense, like this transformation, like they went super RPG now you have loot and gear and mm-hmm. item level, and now you're gonna go to a very destiny like. Yeah. Now you have to get this gear when you do raids and dungeons with other people, and you level up that it, way, and you put, go up your skill tree. Like they they kind of slowly transitioned into this, so it makes perfect sense that that's what happened. It's very tough to watch this happen <laughs> as Assassin's Creed, like for a long time, is like my favorite franchise ever, and then now it's like slowly like not becoming what it was that made me love it in the first place. When it was so story driven. Honestly, the RPG direction I think was the breath of fresh air that it needed in terms of like Odyssey. Right. Like I still think Odyssey is the best AC. But then now seeing them pivot even more yeah. into like this is just it's very disheartening. And it's just it's just like so because like I'll I'll go back and yeah. I'll play AC two and Brotherhood and Revelation, the whole Ezio collection, and like that's still like top tier for me. Well, I went back last year and I played every fucking one. Yeah, and it's just like, and even even like when you go to like Black Flag, even Syndicate, I know wasn't like a fan favorite, but I like Syndicate. But like the as the franchise has continued, the more and more they've strayed away from like the story that was like the crux of everything they did. That was like at the heart and soul of the game. It was about the story, and they've so much removed themselves from. Well, that. like didn't Unity? They that was that was that the first one they tried to do like three or four player like missions. Oh, I- which was really disappointing. And that was kind of like the start of them like... Getting backlash and like... Yeah. You know, like the EA starting to like turn its more positive head and Ubisoft. I think EA started. was getting even more backlash then. It's just... These, these corporations are giant ships and it takes a while for them to turn. So I think EA got the message, but Ubisoft's message was, let's try and make more money by microtransactions and yeah. getting games out quicker. And the pivoting to what EA's future holds, uh, Battlefield 2042 coming out soon. Chance is very high on it. And then you have Grid Legends. You yeah. It, talk it, about this. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a racing game. It's a racing game. I think Legends. I think a racing game with Legends. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I promise you, if you want to just play like a, a more realistic racing game, go play like a Gran Turismo. Go play like Formula One is, is just Formula One. But if you want something like that, go play... Forza. <laughs> go play Forza. No, yeah, yeah. Cruising go play Forza. USA. Go play Gran Turismo. Go play a more realistic racing game that's like that as opposed to this Grid Legends stuff. But again, like it's just yeah variety in terms of mm-hmm. what's kind of the message remaining. I don't doubt it. I, I think it would be a good racing game, but like, yeah. Then you have the Dead Space remake scheduled, like slated for 2022, which just got a huge fan reaction when it was announced. And... Mm-hmm. They're talking about like improving on like keeping the original story, but improving and adding in stuff that they couldn't add because of uh, 
technical limitations in the original and just bringing it up. If they take Dead Space and they give it the Resident Evil 2 remake treatment, which, you know, by all indications, that's what they're doing. This is going to be a fucking slam dunk. Speaking of fan favorites, Mass Effect 4. Uh, hopefully they've learned their lessons from Andromeda. And based on the 22nd teaser we saw, uh, you know, the next one is going to have Liara back. And, you know, they just did Mass Effect Trilogy. So they know which parts and which games people really like. Hopefully they can use that to make Mass Effect 4 really good. And it seems like it's going to be a step in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Dragon Age 4 is another one they have coming up. Uh, Inquisition, well-received. One game of the year that year, I believe, that it came out. And it's been a while since we've seen Dragon Age, but it seems like... Originally, it was going to be focused on like multiplayer and stuff like that. But there's a, a story that said that like they restarted and they scrapped those ideas because they know people like that single player RPG. So they're going back to their roots and kind of doing Dragon Age right, which again sounds like they've learned from their mistakes. Yeah, from Dragon we'll see Age if they actually too. follow through with any of these. Because Dragon Age Two was just really, really rushed production, and it's been a while since uh, Inquisition was released. Even so, yeah, like. Yeah. Really have time to fine tune it, uh, and then Skate Four again, something that's been long requested. They've announced it's in development. They probably announced it a little too early, but it seems like again a step in the right direction. They're kind of going back to their roots and making Skate with player feedback in mind and everything. So yeah, uh, we assume there's a Fallen Order sequel in the works, and Fallen Order was well received. Just give them more time and money to take that in any direction they want. And I'm sure you're going to get a quality product out of that. Titanfall sequel, Zach, obviously it's, it's gotta be in the works, as right? As long as apex, as long as apex is a thing. There was a leak of Titanfall three or something. No, on like Kotaku or what, something like they, some, one of the developer, one of the former developers uh, from respawn said they're not actively working on Titanfall three. And then, Respawn itself released a statement like, hey, that's a former employee. We are not ruling Titanfall 3 out, which I, as long to as me means it's probably coming at some point. I hope so, because God, I love Titanfall 2. But as long as Apex is a thing. Well, I mean, it's very different. I mean, you're going to have it. They're very different games. So I feel like uh, it can definitely have a Titanfall 3 for sure. It's just um, yeah, it's just, uh, it's just where they decide to leave their focus. They're just they, they're just going to take their sweet time because they got Apex right. and Apex is high still. Like people are still playing. It's definitely taking its place in a in kind of a high tier battle royale right now. So, and then again, you have all the EA originals that we probably they they haven't announced because they tend to announce those like right before they're coming out. Uh, so I'm assuming you know we're going to get a sequel from uh, Hazelight, the people who have done It Takes Two. Uh, Knockout City was well received, so I'm sure they're going to keep supporting that. Um, and then many other projects that I'm sure are coming in the pipeline. But based on those two futures, we're seeing one where EA has like a lot of variety in terms of the genres of games that they're coming out. They're kind of taking player feedback and fan feedback into consideration, and it seems like they've learned from their mistakes. Meanwhile, Ubisoft seems to be making... All the same mistakes. Like it's going to be EA same did. old, same old, and EA looks so much more promising. Yeah, like yeah. EA is like, wow, this is these all these games look so interesting. Like, 
they could like these could be fun, and then yeah, you already know what you're gonna get with Ubisoft just by looking at those games. Like I know exactly how this game's gonna. The play. point I was making earlier, like Ubisoft is just very stagnant right now. They need something fresh and new, and even with like and EA, they have, like they have that. It's just they have not been utilizing it. Like how long have we been saying make another Splinter Cell? Right. There isn't a lot of like gadget stealth games that like are on the Hitman. market. Hitman is like going blowing up right now. Like why not yeah. make a game to rival that and like go like super stealth hardcore and uh, people would love that. Yeah. yeah. And but no, they're they're just putting uh Sam Fisher in any game besides Splinter His own Cell. Game. Yeah. <laughs> like he's been DLC in like their mobile game. He was in Siege. <laughs> briefly yeah, he's in Siege and he was briefly in uh, Ghost Recon Wildlands, I think. So um they they just are misusing that IP. Uh and Tom Clancy is just kind of all over the place right now. Ghost Recon, Frontline, X Defiant, Heartland, we've talked about these games are just almost interchangeable in terms of how generic they are. Uh, same with Extraction. You have Avatar, Frontiers of Pandora, uh, and then there is a Star Wars game that Ubisoft uh, announced that they are doing, again, from the Division people, but that seems kind of far off because those people are working on Frontiers of Pandora unless there's two different teams working on it. But uh, again, I, I don't expect that game to be like super story based. I think it's either going to be uh, a reskin of Far Cry or it's going to be a reskin of Division. Yeah. So I don't know. It just seems like three years ago I was like all like "fuck Ubisoft can do no wrong," and then now I'm like, "What You're the doing fuck wrong, are you doing, man. Ubisoft? Like, come on!" It's amazing how it can switch like that. Like, no, it doesn't take long to. To do that, I, I wonder how much their um, their other distractions with all of the workplace stuff is impacting their ability to. It seems like they need just. I, a I can't imagine leadership. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that that is. It's definitely not helpful. So it's just not. It's just really not going well for them, kind of in general. And and maybe change of leadership is exactly what you need. Something something different. Somebody with a different message. Yeah, and that'll come with you know if the games come out and they're same old, same old, then. Eventually, people will catch on and be like, don't get it, and then things will change. Yeah, people will vote with, the, with their wallets, so we'll see what happens. If we're right. disappointed, we won't buy it. Yeah. I, I just feel like we talked about this a little bit ago, but like these corporations are giant ships, so like even if right now Ubisoft realizes, oh shit, we're in trouble, it's, it's going to take, take like years yeah. for them to course correct, and you know, I feel like it's going to take the failure of Frontline and x defiant and heartland for them to realize like oh shit we really need to pay more attention to our ip and was the failure of the previous two ghost recon games not enough <laughs> i guess not <laughs> like, i'm sorry we're wildlands and breakpoint i think know? wildlands was okay I, I mean it was some that was when the first time they did it was fun but then breakpoint i remember was the same exact i remember thing. seeing the trailer for breakpoint and then i don't think we ever heard of it after that I remember hearing about it because people were like, this is, oh my God, this is bad. Like, <laughs> like, so Yeah. Um, yeah, just not, not looking like a good future for Ubisoft, but I'm excited for what EA has in store. So I mean, who knows? Maybe Ubisoft surprises us. Maybe they got some things close to the chest that we don't know about, but yeah, based on what at... we know, it's not promising, at least for the next year or so. I mean, who knows? Maybe this next AC game is good. I know we had talked about it when it had first announced. And I mean, I just need to know more about it because like, right now you're telling me it's a games of service multiplayer, like probably grinding for next, gear. Next anthem. Oh, God. 
It's like, I don't understand this this insistence on making that. It wouldn't be multiplayer only. Is that what they're looking to do? Because what's the it point? Then it's not even AC anymore. It might be like Destiny, where like you can play it by yourself, but it's designed to. That's stupid. Have multiple people. There's not even Assassin's Creed anymore. Not that Assassin's Creed is again recognizable. In then again, itself, you have to realize that Assassins is pluralized. I understand. So... No, 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 it isn't. Oh, it's possessive. It's Assassin's Creed. Yeah, possessive. Yeah. It is the creed of the. Maybe assassins. they're just gonna move the apostrophe. That would oh no belongs to that's many what it'll be called. Those name called again. That, I mean, and it's been a long time not to like get hung up on AC, but it's been a long time since the Creed has even mattered in an AC game, which is the whole reason I like the concept anyway. At this point, it's just a name. That yeah, at this point, like, oh, it's just a Creed. I know that game, right? But like, <laughs> they haven't talked about the Creed itself since Unity. Unity was the last time the Creed was even the focal point of the story. But I mean, that's because you went Origins, which is like before. Yeah, and yeah then, you're looking at like the... And then you went even <laughs> before Origins, which is <laughs> like, Odyssey. When there yeah, wasn't like, a Creed yet. Right, so I can't I can't sit there and like bash Odyssey for not having a Creed because there is no Creed that existed yet. Origins, you it's made it, Assassins in the name where you just kind of roll up on a fort and your flaming swords and just like, fuck your shit. And like, yeah, to be so fair, you could play that game very stealthy if you wanted to. Um, but you, when you Odyssey, have flaming swords, why not? Like, why? Yeah, exactly. Odyssey, I still played it stealthy. I played it like an Assassin still. Yeah. But yeah, and just a pattern I picked up on, so I thought it was worth talking about. Um, out of these two companies, which one would you say has the better reputation right now? I still think Ubisoft has a better reputation, but but as far as like from people like from like right yeah. now and before people, anybody looking into the future at all, like we are, um, see that it's going to change. Yeah, so but like you're looking at it right now. Yeah, yeah, looking at it right now, I feel it's uh. Like, I'm more excited where EA games are going, but I still think Ubisoft is, uh... And I, th- I think I think the thing to, like, keep in mind is that you still have people who, like... Again, they're maybe not looking at the future like It's just this. that thought of, like, EA bad. EA. EA bad. <laughs> but you also have the people who are, like... like the games we haven't uh, talked about, that, like, like for EA, like any of the sports games, like FIFA or something like that. Like, there are people who, like, have bad opinions of EA based on just that alone. Mm-hmm. For example, so like I think that's the tough thing that EA would need to overcome. Overcome because you have people who like only play those games. For example, definitely, yeah. But if you have other, if you have people like us who and and a lot of gamers who like open up the horizons a bit more and play more stuff than just the single game, I think you could see the momentum will shift. Um, but it's tough. Like EA has been such like a a poster boy for we must hate you for so long. Yeah, I, th- I definitely think it's going to be hard to like shake that reputation, even with all the in my eyes, correct decisions that they're making. Uh, right now, I would say EA has a better reputation, but that's my opinion. I'm, I'm sure the majority of people would agree it is Ubisoft right now. And even, uh, that, That's not to say that Ubisoft's reputation right now is also good. That's not to say that at all. Yeah, like, out of the two, like you know, both companies are kind of not great in terms of reputation, especially with everything that happened with Ubisoft this last year. Right. But um, I think people would, like the majority of quote-unquote gamers would still say like, yeah, Ubisoft is a name you can trust more than EA, but that could quite easily change. You look at how we're looking at the future. Yeah. It's just like just remember Blizzard Activision. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> well, just like, I mean, like when you look at it and you look at it objectively, EA's future looks so much more promising because, like, again, these games haven't come out yet, but you're, we're already dubbing Extraction, Frontline, Heartland as failures. Yeah, and, that's, and, and that's just us being objective about it. It's not like being negative. It's just like they they. they more than likely will fail based on prior iterations of those games. Prior iterations of those games and just the competition in that space. Right, exactly. I, but then I don't you look see at... 
Dead Space remake, you look at Mass Effect 4, you look at Dragon Age 4, you like Fallen Order sequel. You're like you can't you can't really see those games failing in any capacity. Yeah. Those those games are gonna be critically praised, which means they're probably gonna be commercially solid. Com- yeah, commercially successful based on like the past games in the franchise. Mm-hmm. Uh plus it seems like they're following fan feedback. So I think they're right. gonna be also praised by fans so at least you'd hope that is uh pretty much it for us thanks for listening remember you can catch us on google podcasts apple Podcasts, stitcher or spotify you can reach us with any questions comments concerns maybe give us your thoughts on uh what you think of ea right now at the untitled gaming podcast at gmail.com don't forget to follow us on all our social media. On Twitter, we are at TugPod, T-U-G-P-O-D. On Instagram, we are at T-U-G underscore P-O-D. On Reddit, we are at r slash TugPod. On Facebook, we are at the Untitled Gaming Podcast. Uh, on Twitch, we are twitch.tv slash TugPod. Uh, we also ask that you subscribe and leave us reviews. Five-star reviews for us. One-star review for every other podcast. You, know, you guys were like buddy buddy up on the mic. Yeah, F you, Zach. I'm over here now. Also, we're not in our normal positions. We're not. We're not? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm usually where Rick is. Mm-hmm. Rick's usually where I am. That's the issue. <laughs> That's the <laughs> issue. <laughs> no, we did. We have it. We added another foot. We need to get fruit, fruit by the foot. That's how far. <laughs> That's how you measure. <laughs> we have to go to a construction job. You're just like. <laughs> and then. then... <laughs> you just ate all our data. <laughs> It was delicious. Strawberry. Measure twice. It was once. delicious. <laughs> <laughs> the data was delicious. You you ate our data? Is that what you said? Yeah, it was delicious. <laughs>